don't drink all the tea because we're all about China in this 257th episode of the Nerds Travaganza podcast. I'm party chairman for decency and regime harmony, Tom, and I'm joined as always by Commissar Cam, that's K, that's Commissar with a K, and Glorious People's General Admiral Brian. Greetings, comrades. Ni hao, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the communist references are like a little dated because it's they're kind of a communist regime in name only now right over there. Right. I think they they kept the authoritarian part, but like embraced capitalism to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, capitalist commies, basically. Which is uh, pretty much what tonight's episode is about. So should be a good one. I think that's the name of the episode. Oh, capitalist commies! I may change it. Yeah, tentative titled <laughs> "The China Syndrome." But I think that's taken by a book, and we've got so many lawsuits flying our way already. <laughs> yeah, capitalist communism might be good, too. <laughs> anyway, in case you haven't gleaned as much, listeners, we will be talking about China and its ever-so-reasonable approach to internet censorship, especially when it comes to people who like other people of the same gender, otherwise known as gay people. But before we do that, we'll have a gay old time bringing all of our party members up to date. With the latest happenings in our lives, we do so, of course, by the officially sanctioned People's Geekly Weekly Weekly Geekly Update. And Commissar Cam, I am told that you are spreading the revolution uh, around the world. What have you been up to? Yes. Uh, well, before I uh, set off on my travels, I was at the uh, Dice Tower Con in Orlando, Florida, which is the uh, the convention that is... Uh, I guess not really run by, but themed by the uh, Dice Tower uh, organization, which is run by Tom Vassell, the you know crazy internet uh, board game uh, reviewer. Um, so I was there last weekend uh, representing Yellow. It was a great time. It was like thousands of gamers. Just it's a gaming convention, so it's not really a, a, a convention where you go and buy stuff or anything like that. I mean, they did have a store there, but it was basically cool stuff. Just blowing out like everything that they had like ding and dent or like old stock and stuff like that so i got like some killer deals i got i mean games for like one tenth of the price basically um so that was cool uh played a lot of really cool fun games um played this new game called sagrada which uh is based on this uh sagrada something 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 in spain which is one of those like you know old churches that they've been building for years and years and years that never ends essentially ah. and it's about build, building like making a stained glass window in that church or whatever um that's an amazing game i would say uh, you know you know notwithstanding my uh yellow affiliation uh, I, I i'm i'm definitely going on a limb and saying that, that that's a great game uh, but I also played some great yellow games, too. We have a new game, Arena for the Gods, that just came out. And we have a bunch of games for Gen Con coming up. So I'm excited about that. But it was really cool to, like... It's sort of like the last, like, quote-unquote, big con before uh, uh, Gen Con, which is next month. So we're sort of gearing up for that, and uh, that was a good time. Um, then I was back home for one day, uh, basically a laundry day. And uh, I set off for Munich, Germany, where I am talking to you guys from now. And uh, got touchdown yesterday. 
um, through the stuff at the hotel and then just went out sightseeing in Munich. I've been here several times. Uh, I love Germany. I'm one, at least one quarter German. Um, Suzanne, my companion, is full German, and this is the first time she's ever been in Germany, so she was super excited. We just rolled around, saw the Glockenspiel, which is the big life-size, you know, uh, cuckoo clock, essentially. Plays music and has have little figures that come out at the top of the tower every hour on the hour. Uh, right in the, you know, everyone was in the courtyard ooing and eyeing, so that that was a great time. Uh, we went to the Hofbra House, which is where the lively Germans uh, sing and dance and eat lots of pork and uh, sausage and sauerkraut and all kinds of good stuff and drink their big steins of beer. Um, so that was cool. And then we came back to the hotel to sleep because we were exhausted and uh, ready to start another day uh, today. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Sweet man, I'm uh, I'm excited for you. What so? What time is it over there right now? It is uh, seven a.m. Oh wow, you were starting a day. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it on my end. Uh, what about you, Brian? What you been up to? Uh back to the movies for <laughs> another another half price Tuesday. I uh, I, I caught uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, how was that? What'd you think? I- I I liked it, but I was still a little let down. I I really loved Spider-Man in uh, Civil War, and I don't know. I was just expecting a little bit more out of it. It it was good, but I I don't know. Not not one of my favorites. That's uh that's too bad. So I I've heard people comparing it to like the old Tobey Maguire movies and like saying that some of those at least one of those might be might have been better than this and really uh, wow. yeah that's surprising because i think don't people like to dump all over those now i yeah, i, I uh, liked one and two three was terrible but right three was the was three the uh dancing in the yeah, alley like, nice scat- and, uh, spidey <laughs> yeah. yeah that was really stupid um he fought sandman or something in that one right yeah, I think so. Sandman and Hobgoblin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I think they did the. I forgot. I think they've done. They've done a reboot, and this is another reboot. Anyway, so this one, uh, not not mind blowing like you were thinking. Like I, I, do, I know after his appearance in Civil War, I was expecting a lot. I, you know, I I was really trying to reconcile this. It was not like a a a, a Marvel picture, or I mean, it was not a like actual, you know, Marvel cinematic universe that we're used to picture. It was a Sony picture. So in that context, like best Sony superhero movie I've seen in 20 years. (laughs) Okay. But I just, I don't know, man. Spidey was a lot more fun and a lot cooler in Civil War. Yeah. I really thought, I was really looking forward to that. Like I said, I like it. Good movie, but just just listen, missing a little tiny bit. Huh. Did it flesh him out a little more and make him more serious or believable or something, you think? Or... I'm not sure where they're going with him because – did you guys see it or not yet? Not yet, no. Nah. All right, so I won't, I won't ruin anything, but they're not going the, like, gosh, I'm going to join the Avengers, like, be a big, strong superhero route – which is just 
really weird after Iron Man went to him in Civil War and said, "Can you help me beat up Captain America?" <laughs> right. Like I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's conflicted. I, I really want to see it, but uh, was it was it any kind of a downer? Like, were they? Was it kind of a bummer? Like Civil War? Or was it a good upbeat ending at least? No, definitely like upbeat ending, upbeat story for like ninety percent of it. A little bit of the like you know do we need superheroes or are they bad for us kind of vibe from civil war mm. but not not a whole lot of that okay yeah i thought civil war in civil war the normally jaunty marvel universe took kind of a bum out turn uh, as i have mentioned before so i right. i will say this the the Michael Keaton stole the show, man. There, there's yeah. one part where most of the movie, he's like a conflicted arms dealer who's just doing it to pay for his family because he lost his job. And and you're kind of with him. Like, you're kind of like, well, I mean, I guess he's sell- selling weapons, but he's a nice guy. And and then he finally, like, turns and you're just like, oh, my God, he'd kill me and not fucking lose a second sleep. Oh wow. Cool. Yeah, that was really good. I love that. Oh, nice. I didn't even know Michael Keaton was in it. That makes me want to see it more. I I I don't know. I wasn't expecting a lot from from Michael Keaton and he really delivered. Sweet. You weren't expecting a lot? He's usually uh I usually think he's pretty good. I I don't see him as like a superhero, super villain kind of like role. Mm. Yeah, I mean his finest work was Batman. Let's be honest, and uh, <laughs> that was more of a people's hero than a, a superhero, right? It was well, he's very down to earth. He's definitely had the uh, like McConaughey had the McConaissance. I don't know. I guess the Keaton sense. Uh, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's definitely had a resurgence lately with with that uh, uh, Birdman movie, and then his, I guess the Hawk now. Yeah, pretty good. Did, did you like him in uh, the old Batman movies, Brian? Back in the day. Uh, I mean, for what they were, yeah, but I, I didn't expect that to that person to work mm. in, you know, MCU. Yeah, I, I I can see him in a bad role now because I watched uh, the Founder. Have you seen that movie? No. Yeah, he plays Ray Kroc, the uh, the guy who basically is known for being the founder of McDonald's, and that guy was a little bit of an sob. Yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah, he like you kind of want to like him throughout the movie, but right. you just can't. I mean, he's just like the guy was this guy was just a jerk, basically. That's exactly the vibe like I got from the vulture. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's Keaton's new thing. Like if if you you're you're likable as a person, so if you just weren't evil, <laughs> you know, I might like you, but you can't help you, you're you're evil in spite of yourself or whatever. Wow. Anyway, cool. I'll have to check that out. So that I assume that's the highlight of your week. Did you go see, uh, did you go back for another viewing of 47 meters below or whatever it was called? I watched something else and I really was not expecting a lot from it. And I, I really liked it. Have you, have any of you guys heard of baby driver? I have heard of it. Yes. Dude, that movie's killer. Everyone's been saying that movie's like super amazing. I, I'm really into music, and they were kind of like, 
like talking about like how the movie uses like meter and rhyme, not rhyme. I'm sorry. Uh, meter and beat in, you know, like the action and everything. And I was like, wow, I kind of want to see that. And I was expecting nothing from the story. I was expecting like stupid, bad one-liner macho chase scenes. And it was, it was a really good film. Uh, it makes me want to see it. Yeah. I, I, I was, a little skeptical because the trailer made it look like a fast and furious sort of <laughs> vibe. That is exactly what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Is Samuel L. Jackson okay. in that movie? Uh, no. Uh, okay, the good. other black dude who's in every movie is in that. Which one? Uh, Jamie Kennedy. Jamie um, Kennedy. That was the son of mask. Was it? Uh, James, uh, James Earl Jones. <laughs> And let me, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to look up Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Uh, oh, it's, um, yeah, what's his name? You know this guy, but I can never remember his name either. He's like a famous dude. Um, I think he's been in a lot of comedy Fox, roles. What's that? Fox, is it? Jamie Foxx. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who, wasn't he the shocker in the old Spider-Man movie, speaking of which? Like in the, in the second reboot? I don't remember. Jamie Fox. Yeah, he was. Shocker. He, he, he was in the Andrew Garfield one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I like Jamie Fox. I met Jamie Fox in Las Vegas one time. He was awesome. Uh, what did you camp? Blackjack. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. Cool, yeah, wow. More of your globe trouting and uh, rubbing elbows <laughs> he, with stars. He, he was he was drunk as hell and he was uh and he was short way shorter than I expected. <laughs> cool guy though? Oh, super cool guy, yeah. Yeah. Like I liked him as Shocker in that Spider-Man nice movie. Yeah, he was good. I thought he was good. Yeah, I totally thought his name was Kennedy. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I feel bad now. He's a nice guy. So. You, you well, play poker a, with him. He's drunk enough. Uh, Blackjack. But yeah, there there is a there is a Jamie Kennedy. He was the guy that played like the <laughs> son, of Ma- son of Mask. He was like Malibu's Most Wanted. I don't know if you remember those movies back then. He had a show on MTV, Jamie Kennedy show. I don't. But, but, but I did. But I did. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't know that. I did catch your correction though when I said poker, and you corrected me to blackjack. So my mistake. <laughs> no it, worries. It, it, is there much? Is blackjack just pure luck? Like you're just like betting that the is that the one where the? No, I forget which one blackjack is. Blackjack's twenty one. Twenty one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh well, so say, it's like. Yeah, no, to say they stay, they say statistically blackjack is the best game to play. It's the only game where you have you can if you play correctly you have a statistical edge on the house, but I, I think the house always wins. So at a certain point you should hit. What is it? Hit or stay or whatever it is or hit or yeah. Hit on hit sixteen, or, stay on stay. seventeen. Yeah. I like it because the rules are simple. I just remember. Uh, I just remember the Price is Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> price is Right. You trying to tell me in- the guide for our life. Are you trying to tell me that in Vegas they make like that simple game complicated? Oh god, it's funny. You go to any like every casino has their own rules. Like you know, you know, dealer stands on dealer has to stand on sixteen or seventeen or this or that. Like all the rules that just try to like manipulate you into giving away more of your cash. But or they have like they'll do like a single deck twenty one where like or blackjack where they're only using one deck as opposed to like the five or six that they use all shuffled together. It just depends, uh, on, depends on where you go, what you're doing. Yeah, well, good to know for next time I'm in Vegas. 
anyway, uh, the shocker was in this movie, and we should see Baby Driver. Baby Driver is really good. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Check it out. All right, nice tie. Nice tie into the Spider Man. Hurry, because I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's gonna last. Oh really? Is it not well received? I don't think it's doing well. I think they just kind of tossed it out there. Oh, yeah, it came out of nowhere. So awesome, man. Anything else? That that was the only exciting thing. No, oh, cool movies, man. You're all about the films that we. You should do a special. Uh, film feature every week man you're all about movies now yeah. all right i guess over to me uh and i've been up to a few things let's see have you guys seen the show i think it's an a and e show i've been watching it on netflix called halt and catch fire saw some of that can never find like season one two to get caught up so not a lot of it i might i might mean amc no, I when i say a and e but it's it's, have you seen it, Cam? I have not. I've not not even heard no. of it actually. Okay, it's it's pretty cool. It's basically all about the early days of the well, the first season's all about the early days of the PC era, and it follows this like fictional company that makes an IBM clone, like kind of reverse engineers IBM's uh, BIOS and then makes their own clone computer, which is pretty much what happened. <laughs> IBM sunk all this R and D into making the PC, and then once the clones kind of, uh, you know, became a reality, they, they lost, they, they created the market and then promptly lost it. And, uh, pretty much every, every non Mac PC to this day is, uh, a descendant of that theft, if you will. So you have a little thief on your desk, probably, <laughs> or the, the result of thieving. But anyway, yeah, the first season's about that. And now the second season, they're getting into like nascent, online gaming and it's really just all about these like really smart people it's based in i think they're based in like austin texas who are just trying to find their way and find their fortune in the early days of of personal computing and it's got a lot of parallels to what's going on today with this new crop of entrepreneurs and all the uh stuff going on as the internet matures so i recommend it if you're into computers if you're into just like Pretty good shows about people who are into computers. I would check that out. And uh, speaking of computers, you guys know I got the uh, sweet new MacBook Pro recently. I was, I think I was talking to you all about it. And um, sort of events have conspired to keep me from actually enjoying it. But then I sat down and was going to start configuring it for the projects I have, you know, to start working on and stuff. And uh, I noticed that the W key didn't work and yeah yeah like i'll tap it i tap it i tap it it doesn't work and then every once in a while it would work and then sometimes i would just hold it down and it would just like go for like two three seconds not printing not doing anything and then something would like print like four w's i'm like well this isn't right and uh so i hopped online uh contacted mac support told them hey this thing's busted they're like oh you know it's a brand new machine it's under you know warranty and apple care and all that so they set me a uh, genius bar appointment and um, that was that. I was supposed to go into the genius bar tomorrow, which is all the way over in the university district of Seattle, kind of a trek. Uh, however, I received a call from Apple engineering, I think on Monday. And this was kind of cool. They're like, Hey, I'm calling from the engineering department at Apple. And basically because this is a brand new product, like they just released, this is, this product was just launched within the past, like what, 30 days or whatever it was. Uh, they actually just want my computer back. 
to like to take it into their lab and study it and like figure out what's wrong. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. So um, they offered me, I could like ship my computer back. And once they got it back, they'd ship me out a new one. Or I could basically put a hold on my credit card. They'll send me the new one. Then I sent the, uh, I send the broken one back. That way I'm not going to like try to steal from them. So I, I opted for the latter option because I wanted to get a new computer in my hands as fast as possible. Uh, but I don't know. That was kind of cool. Like you don't really get a call from Apple engineering every day. That's cool. But yeah. like, I don't know. I'd be, I, I kind of be like, listen, dude, you're calling me. Like you sold me a defective product. You're calling me because you want to take it back and study it. And then now you want me to put a hold for another several thousand dollars or whatever on my credit card. Like, I think I would have been probably given them a little pushback on that. But I mean, either way, I'm sure I'll be fine. Honestly, Cam, like I'm, I probably should have, like I might've, who knows, I might've gotten some concession out of them, you know, like a bigger hard drive or something. Um, but they basically said, you know, you can bring it in and they'll probably fix it for you at the store. Or, or you can do this. I don't know. I feel like I'm helping the community, you know. And, yeah, uh, very altruistic of you. But, you know, that's that's funny. <laughs> I, I'm actually, like, kind of the aggrieved party here, am I not? Like, I'm a customer. And they, For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Damn it. I'm going to have to call you in as, like, my uh, negotiation coach and things like this. Uh, j- just a moment. My life coach and not at all attorney Cam is going to step <laughs> in and negotiate for me. I'm happy to do so. <laughs> My client, I mean, friend, Tom, is not happy. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so that's going to uh, be making its way to me soon. And yeah, I guess the, I never really thought about the the fact that they were putting that credit card thing off on me. But yeah, hopefully I'll have a functional computer. The messed up thing is I asked the guy as I was on the phone with him for like a tip on just like a quick way to wipe my data off. And he was just like, and I'm taking down notes as he's telling me, he's like, create a new profile, blow away your old profile. And then that'll get rid of all your personal stuff. So as I type the word new, the W works. And then I hit <laughs> W like 5,000 times and it worked. I'm like, listen, man, I'm really sorry. We're, I'm already committed to this, but you should know that my W key, as we have been on the phone has suddenly been working flawlessly. <laughs> so, uh, so that's that. Well, you're, you're a nicer guy than I am. Cause I, I wouldn't have said that, but either way, they probably, <laughs> really? they probably yeah, they probably still want to like do run diagnostics or whatever and just see what the deal yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, a customer opening a brand new computer and having one of the keys just not work is probably something they still want to look at. So I'm sure they'll find some short and I didn't have, I, I'm sure it's only a matter of time before the, the problem shows up again. So happy to do that chain, that change out. Damn, Cam and I, Cam, I should have held out and gotten a bigger hard drive or something. Yeah, like acted have, just completely incensed. Yeah, yeah you might have gotten uh, some some pretty good stuff. <laughs> you oh. want to study my product? <laughs> no looking, no looking back. Right, it's, it's, it's done. Yeah, yeah, what's done is done. So, all right, I, I helped uh, f- fellow Apple fans out. I guess and I'm a good member of the community. Uh, oh, apart from that, I got a new gadget. Have you guys? You're familiar with the little um, the EC2 port in your car where they, you go into the mechanic and they plug the little computer module into it. And then it tells you what the trouble code is that why your check engine lights on and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Guys. Okay. So I've had my fill of going in and having them plug it in and tell me, so I actually bought this little gadget that you plug in and then it reads out the code for you. And uh, what's more, it has like a three G connection. So it can like upload all my, like basically keeps track and uploads all sorts of information about my car that the computer uh, reports. That's awesome. So, That's really cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, really cool. I mean, for me, just having like the intelligence to walk in and be like, oh, yeah, my O2 sensor's broken instead of check engine lights on and I'm, I'm kind of at their mercy. And you're like, oh, yeah, your flux capacitor's out, your warp coil's busted, you know, your tires are uh, gluey, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's, uh, that's actually really cool. I mean, I don't know that, like, aside from that, there's much you could do about it. It's not like you're going to, like, hook it, like, put it on a lift in your garage and fix it, right? But at least you sort right. of have that knowledge going in. They can't just be like, oh, yeah, your nipple valve is uh, out of line. Right, right, right. I, I just, I'm kind of intrigued by it. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to see, we're going to see how that goes. <laughs> what, did, what did that set you back, if you don't mind me asking? uh let's see for this valuable information i paid about 150 bucks reasonable that's reasonable yeah i think i mean do i do i really need such a gadget no but it comes oh it comes with a five-year uh uh, 3g data connection so it's not like you have to like use your cell phone as the bridge the device Mm -hmm. actually brokers that connection and, and keeps you connected i thought the fact that they included that for five years was what sold me on it because they yeah, want to like, like, hook up to my phone. Yeah, and plus it could probably, you know, it could probably save you at least that on one visit to a, to a you know, mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, it also lets you track your car's whereabouts and, uh, like, has, like, something called a crash reporting. So I guess if the, if the car experiences, like, a big cascade of failures, it assumes there's a crash and oh, stops. Man. I don't know. I wonder how many, <laughs> I wonder how many people are going to be using that to track their spouses. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, scary thought there. <laughs> uh, let's see. I got that gadget. I got one more gadget. I bought a Philips Hue Go, which is like this sort of half globe light that it's it, part of the whole Philips Hue setup, you know, that where, you, where I control it with the voice, the Alexa voice uh, assistant and all that. Uh, except this thing you can kind of just carry to various rooms with you. And it's kind of a decorative piece. So, of course, I fell for the advertising. It showed like very, uh, you know, hip, sophisticated people and on rooftop parties with it as a centerpiece. It showed a, a a couple, you know, having a romantic evening together with it set to emit a warm glow. And uh, basically, I'm just imagining that my companion is going to have no end of admiration for me as I change our lifestyle for the better with this new gadget. <laughs> so don't be surprised if you don't see me, uh, you know, hot trotting around Europe pretty soon, Cam because of this thing it's a it's a lifestyle seems like yeah yeah it all starts with the light illumination yeah (laughs) exactly and finally cam you might appreciate this one or you might not i know you are not uh, a drinker or a fan of the drink but there is a, a little brewery slash place you can drink called the lovecraft brewing company here and i know you are a uh What's the word? A Lovecraft lover? (laughs) Lovecraftian? (laughs) Lovecraft lover. Yeah. (laughs) You're a Lovecraftian. And uh, I thought of you there because, of course, they had all of the uh, creatures and, and, you know, what are they called? The old ones and stuff like theming on on, like their uh, machinery and stuff. And they're very themed toward the whole Lovecraftian uh, motif, I guess. And... uh, they had some pretty cool shirts and one of them I think has uh I can never pronounce like is it Cthulhu? Cthulhu, the the, Cthulhu, the famous yeah. yeah. And so I was thinking about getting you a shirt, but I don't know, you know, I know you like the creature, but I'm not sure how opposed you are to something that says a brewery on it. So No, uh, no, I'm no problem with that. That's that, that's awesome. Like do they have like 
Lovecraft theme like beers, like the like cultist brew or something like like do they have like yes. Yeah, I, if I had if I hadn't already enjoyed a few cultist beers, Cam, I might have thought to take a picture of the menu <laughs> to share it with you. But uh, I'm sure their website. Is, <laughs> I'll check out their website. Yeah, yeah, it'll be in the show notes, and I will. Uh, while I have the presence of mind to, I'll try to take a few photos to share on the site and stuff. So that's yeah. I mean, okay, cool. Like, so I think yeah, you know, like I think that's a great idea. But I mean, I feel like. I don't know how mainstream that is. I know, like, in gaming and stuff like that, board gaming people love Cthulhu, but I don't know how many people outside of, like, a pretty niche nerddom know much about Lovecraft and, like, Cthulhu and the old ones and, you know, whatever. That's that's kind of the thing. One of the reasons I moved to the Seattle area, it's because, like, a lot of people know about that stuff up here. Uh, <laughs> like, it is really a very nerdy setup here. And, uh, unsurprisingly, they did have a whole like rack of board games you could choose from as well to play. So, and a whole bunch of pin, yeah, yeah, a bunch of pinball machines as well. Sorry. What am I supposed to call them? What's the, what's the hipster term for them? Pins. Pins. Yeah. They had a lot of pins. (laughs) Is that a thing? Really? Yeah. Yeah. They had a bunch of pinball, uh, tables you could play and stuff. Yeah. It was cool. Is that what people are calling them these days? Um, Certain people? What kind of people, Brian? You just call them in. Yeah, yeah. They got some great pins there, bro. That's horrible. (laughs) Thank you. Anyway, look for a t-shirt coming your way uh, whenever you come back to the U.S. I can't, I'm not going to ship it to Europe. You're going to have to come back here. Uh, That's uh, much appreciated. I'll get, I'll get your size and such offline. We don't share the, uh, a gentleman never shares his shirt size as we know. So. Anyway, that's it. That was kind of a drawn out update, but I had a lot to share this time and uh seems like everybody's been up to quite a lot. So yay, yay us, go us. Great week. Great week. And honestly, compared to that week, I don't know that the world probably has much to offer at all. But nevertheless, I think uh we'd be remiss if we did not see what the world had to offer in the way of news with Commissar Cam's News extravaganza. Definitely nothing as cool as a Lovecraftian bar or pub, but uh, the there's some pretty cool stuff out there. Some sad news as well. Um, it's a little bit late, but uh, just because of our show timing schedule. But you know, Adam West passed away. Very sad. The original Batman on uh, mm-hmm. on TV. Very sad. Uh, sad to see him go. Seems like uh, a lot of uh, beloved celeb- nerd celebrities in particular have been sort of kicking the bucket, unfortunately. But uh, that's life, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know how, you, how that how that affected you guys, but that was a bum out. That happened. I think I that happened during your app the your absence from a couple shows. So it's like news to our show, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Didn't uh. Yeah. Didn't Stan Lee's wife pass away too, or something like that? Yeah, that, that, that was another one. Next, yeah, that was my oh. next thing. Her, his wife, uh, I think she was like ninety-five, just passed away. Yeah, so, bummer. Yeah, so condolences to Mr. Lee. Yeah, it sucks. But uh, you can drink away the pain. Uh, speaking of breweries, uh, there is a <laughs> there is a the, there's some scientists in Singapore that have filed a patent for brewing techniques that actually boost your immunity with certain types of beer so you can oh. be, so you can be drinking you know how they have like that whole probiotic thing when you eat like 
like uh, yogurt and stuff like that. Well, I guess they've added these like probiotics to beer that uh, basically help your immune system and your digestive system and all kinds of stuff like that. Probably just a marketing gimmick, but hey, you know, why not uh, take the chance? Um, yeah, I mean, the 30 pounds you gain from too much beer consumption offset totally by the probiotics, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones, the oh, yeah. uh, HBO hit, the premiere is coming up this week. Super excited about that. Even though I'm in Europe, I have my DVR set to record all that goodness. I didn't uh, even realize it was it was that time already. Oh yeah, these this is the last season, I believe, which is uh, kind of sad, but hey, we'll see what happens. And uh, so, looking forward to that when I get back home. Um, also, looking forward to eating good food while I'm here in Germany, but I probably won't find many ramen restaurants, uh, which I know you guys are a fan of, right? The the Japanese yes. ramen. Um, well, and Tom, I know you are also a fan of the of bathroom comfort. Um, of course. Well, well uh, in Japan, one uh, restaurant has combined both. Uh, they are a very popular ramen restaurant. Um, it's uh, it's called Ichiran, and it is basically so it's known for having a line that the wait time was two hundred and fifty hours. Holy shit! Yeah. Not 24 or 25 hours, 250 hours. That's like 12 days or whatever. I don't, that's I'm insane. Not, I'm not good at the maths, but like that, that's a lot of time, man. That's like, what? what is it, 10 or 10 and a half days? That's crazy. That's madness. Um, yeah, and but the good news is that once you wait in line for that long, you can unleash uh, the beast, as they say, in their toilet. And they <laughs> have a very, very, very comfortable custom toilet area with tons of different types of toilet paper, special toilet seats, all kinds of stuff to make your post-dining uh, ramen experience as enjoyable as possible. I mean, at that point, you kind of have to save up. Like, you have to not use, like, to get your, after all that waiting, I feel, like, obligated to use the bathroom at that point and yeah, use it absolutely. to its fullest. Exactly. I'm leaving a mess for them to clean up after waiting that long, you know, for, yeah. after waiting that long. And I'm sure their prices are not cheap either. So yeah, might as well. And, uh, just as a last little aside, um, this is, I think behind, I think I'm way behind on this one, but I just like heard about it. Did you guys know that they have a chicken Big Mac? No, I did not know that. Yeah. It's a, instead of just the, instead of burgers, it's like fried chicken breasts. Oh, I, I had no idea. Is it just called the Chicken Big Mac or is it got yeah. a creative name? I, I'm pretty sure it's just huh. the, the Chicken Mac or Chicken Big Mac. I feel like they could have done better. The McChick Mac. The, the Mc, hmm. the they, already have, they already have a, Mc, <laughs> the, <chack>. the what? <laughs> the Chack. <laughs> the Chack. <laughs> Big Chick was taken. <laughs> uh, oh, unfortunately though, it's only in Australia right now. Oh man! Oh, you cocktees. But hey, if, if, it, if, it, if it catches if it catches on there, you never know. Yeah, it might come to the the rest of the Western world before you know it. Exactly. So uh, does it have that same sauce, that special Big Mac sauce? I oh, guess. Oh yeah, or? it's exactly the same. The only difference is that they put in like their chicken sandwich patty instead of the burger patty. No, that'd be all right. I, I might give that a go. Yeah, it's only like you know slightly less going to cause you diabetes. 
basically, and, and obesity because <laughs> <laughs> it's chicken instead of beef, but it's still still fried and breaded. So. Honestly, that's this is a little bit of an improvement over the. Um, I think recently McDonald's was doing a thing where you know the, the Big Mac is like a standard McDonald's patties, and you know how they have like the quarter pounder that has like the giant patties. Mm-hmm. I think they were doing like a limited the Grand Mac. <laughs> yes, the Grand Mac, which instead of the regular patties, it has the quarter pounder patties. So oh imagine God. that that's monstrosity. Well, my my standard order used to be the double quarter pounder with cheese. That oh was, yeah, that is. Yeah. So to put that into the Big Mac would have been heaven. That was that was my standard order for a long time too, and uh, I had the physique to show it. <laughs> yeah, double, <laughs> double quarter pounder with cheese, value meal, a super size with the twenty piece McNugget. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the <laughs> only person who considered a <laughs> yeah a, chi- a whole chicken meal as a side item. Yeah, right, exactly. Side dish. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, uh, yeah, but good times, bad times, mainly coming up here towards bad, but it did taste good. <laughs> Give McDonald's that. Yeah, the only thing about McDonald's is that, like, it does not keep at all. Like, you need to eat it right then or, like, even, like, 20 minutes later, it's it's terrible. Yeah, uh, it's funny, I remember that because when uh, we were, ki- when I was a kid, it was one of my first Disney trips, and I don't know why... I think they were doing a sale on cheeseburgers or something. So I went into the refrigerator to like get water or something. And I, on the bottom drawer, like the crisper drawer, of the refrigerator, <laughs> yeah. it was like full of McDonald's cheeseburgers. I was like, Whoa. They're like, yeah, those are for the trip. I'm like, this is awesome. We're going to go see Mickey and have cheeseburgers. Um, those are not good cold. <laughs> those no. are not good cold. Or, or heat it up. Even if you put them in the microwave, <laughs> they, they taste terrible. Yeah. I don't think that, yeah, they they come off the uh, whatever griddle and should go straight into your mouth. I wouldn't. Uh, For sure. Not a and reheatable item. Came, yeah, somehow we came all the way back around to Ray Kroc, the founder, and uh, I think that's the end of the news. All right. Wow. We do bring things full circle here. And uh, yeah, around to the founder, around to Ray Kroc, around to uh, movies and entertainment. And uh, as we know, a lot of entertainment is being delivered on the internet and the internet is uh, worldwide and China is a place in the world of increasing influence. And all of that brings us to tonight's main topic. And Brian uh, once again has taken on the showrunner role and discovered some disturbing news about China's censorship. And we are going to discuss what that might portend. So Brian, go ahead and uh, let the audience know what you found out. Uh, I guess it's a new extension. I mean, China is not exactly known for treating anyone well, but just lately they have outlawed um, homosexuality, lesbian, gay, bi, transgender question, anything on the internet. Like, no characters, no stories. You are not allowed to post on your Facebook page that you're having difficulty accepting who you really are. Like, nothing. And it's just kind of like an interest of mine that Hollywood... I don't want. I, I don't know the word. Like I, I want to say kowtows, but that has a negative connotation. I don't, I don't mean in, in any negative way. But Hollywood's paying a lot more attention to China lately. Yeah. So... I mean, they're going to have to pay attention to this 
And it kind of makes me wonder, like, what characters we might lose out on or what characters we might, like, get changed. And it's it's actually really funny in my head. I, I hope you guys find it funny, too. The thing that, like, immediately occurs to me is you remember Three's Company? Yeah. It 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 the Chinese three's company, like everybody would just believe him. Oh, he's the weird neighbor. Like they would not get that like he's hitting on women like subtext or anything like that. Like Hmm. Yeah, yeah, because they wouldn't even be able to like I'm their uncle. I live here. There's nothing strange about that. <laughs> you are right. It's dishonorable for an uncle well, I don't know if that might be a that might be a stereotype, but it's strange that an uncle would live with his nieces, you know. That that would be the angle instead of him like pretending to be gay. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great example, actually. Also, totally aging myself. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, we were like little kids when that show was out. It's not like we were twenty three watching Three's Company. Uh, but still, <laughs> a lot of our audience might not even know what that is. For those that don't know, Three's Company was a show about. I forgot the exact premise, but for some reason, this guy needed to fake being gay to live with these two girls. Wouldn't the landlord not let him live there otherwise? Right, the landlord had, I think it was like just not mixed gender. He didn't want men living with women. And uh, they convinced him it was okay because he was gay and there would be no shenanigans. <laughs> and of course, hella shenanigans ensued. Yes. Also, probably aging myself using hella. Kind of. I guess progressive for the time. Uh, the, it was totally within the realm of possibility that a landlord wouldn't want men and women cohabitating, <laughs> but was okay with a gay person. So uh, ahead of ahead of China, anyway, right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So Three's Company, you know, the, they may you may not be able to stream reruns over there, but uh, that really is getting me thinking. Like, what other? characters or concepts or or properties might be restricted uh, because of this rule i'm drawing a bit of a blank so maybe you guys can help kind of jog my even like the teletubbies i guess would be like you know isn't there like understanding how <laughs> one, of one of them is gay you know what i mean i mean there's like a ton of like inferred gay like characters um or is it just openly gay that they're so worried about i, I wonder Mm, I don't. I don't. I don't think I'd risk it. I would not infer anything. Mm. So don't even don't even allow it. Uh, don't, don't even allow anybody to make that inference. In other words, make them like overtly hetero. It does not exist. Well, the thing is, like, not not even just older shows, but like, I mean, I would say eighty to 90, like mo- pretty much any TV show nowadays that's on, you know, it has some sort of gay character. Yeah, yeah, and so not in China. That'll just be a yeah. He'll just be an eccentric character. Well, that's that. That's my question, though. Not in China, or is Hollywood going to just change that so that they don't have to change the movie to re-release it? I'm going to go with the latter. I think that they will probably do a version acceptable the world over, and so you'll see. It'll create much outrage here, but um, studios have shown a willingness to take that outrage for the sake of right. a movie that's marketable worldwide. I mean, you have to, I, I mean, you, you, you really have to, I mean, n- nothing against, you know, uh, the, the LGBT community. Like, I mean, I'm all for equal rights and, and that, you know, that's fine. But 
if you're a business and your duty to your shareholders is to make as much money as possible, I mean, you can't ignore a 1.5 billion person market. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just it's that is just poor. That's just that's almost maybe even a breach of your fiduciary duty to your shareholders <laughs> to, to to ignore that market because of you know you're afraid of what one segment of the population will say. Um, yeah, I agree. And so the, you're going to get into some interesting sort of conflicts of people who are advocates for free speech and movie studios who are trying to use their speech to make money saying like, no, no, <laughs> we realize we could have a gay character. It's just that we want to sell this thing that we're making. Well, free speech is one uh, thing. It's like, I mean, yeah, free, but, but again, that's China. It's not America. Like we, right, I, mean, right. I know we love to like press our views on everybody, but and, and look, I'm the staunchest defender of the Constitution. I love the Constitution. I love free speech. I love everything about this country. And I think that while we're in our in this country, all of that stuff should be honored and protected. But do I think that that's right for everyone in the world? No. I mean, people are just like we're free to make our own decisions. We can't then ha- you know talk out of the other side of our mouth and say other people aren't free to make their own decisions. You, you know what I'm saying? And so if the population of China is totally fine with their regime saying that you know, gay is not okay, and they and that's what their government is, you know, the line that they're spouting. I mean, look, that's their responsibility to rise up and say, hey, this is not okay. And, you know, that's not our responsibility, right. you know? Yeah, and I mean, I would agree, I would say that the people of China probably aren't as intolerant of it as the government is, uh, but it is not like, you know, uh, TriStar Pictures, you know, or if that's even a studio anymore, responsibility to fight that battle, is it? You know, that they're just trying to make movies and make money at it. Exactly. They, they, they're just, yeah, they're just running a business. And they, you know, I, I don't know that I would want to be hamstrung by any group. You know, I mean, taking that, the type of group it is aside, you know, putting it aside, I, don't, I wouldn't want to be hamstrung by any group, uh, you know, telling me, look, you can or cannot do this in, in any, you know, a specific market or, to, you know, market your movie or make money. Yeah. And and I have to say too, you know, we just did an episode on voting with your dollars. Uh, But if people are going to boycott, so so you know where this was going to go in America, right? So there's going to be some book or some comic adaptation and a gay character's role or transgender character's role is going to be downplayed or, or removed for the sake of catering to China or other and or other markets. And there's going to be a big controversy and there's going to be a big boycott movement. And the studio is going to just like boil it down to like, okay, we're going to like miss, you know, 10 million ticket sales here, but get a hundred million in China. So, uh, yeah, it's you do the bottom matter. line. Exactly. What do you think, Brian? I mean, I, how, you, could you see this being like a, uh, kind of a flashpoint, uh, with American moviegoers? Well, so by the way, th- I'm saying moviegoers, but we should probably say Netflix watchers or something, right? Because this is this affects distribution over the internet. Well, I mean, I, I think it's going to trickle down. I don't think they're going to make a movie for projection and then like recut it for another country or for streaming. So I think they're just going to like, ah, Jesus Christ, we got to cut all this out at the beginning. I mean that is the way to maximize your profits. Uh yeah. If we ever if we ever want this to be presentable over the internet, 
we have to start now in the theater by and cut out these these objectionable characters as it were <sighs> yeah i don't know i'm not Obviously, I don't feel good about this, but I'm not really sure. I'm not sure there's any solution here. Uh, I happen to believe that our free speech and, and ability to express yourself and live however you want should be kind of a standard for the whole world. Uh, but it's not we and we could definitely put diplomatic pressure on other countries, but it's not our place to you know, impose it. Uh, is it right as cam said well i mean listen i mean again no offense to any community or any section of the population but i mean if it comes down to putting new you know political pressure on china to influence north korea over their nuclear policy or putting political pressure on them (laughs) allow some you know some stupid movie to show something that we think is right i I know where i'm putting my pressure (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah i'm with you i'm with you there so back to characters, um, <laughs> to, to step away from the political aspect a minute ago, I just thought of one and this might be really relevant because now this is an older franchise that's probably distributed online or, or new material associated with it is distributed online. You know, JK Rowling's sort of like retcon after the fact to make, um, Dumbledore, Dumbledore. yeah, to make Dumbledore gay you know, she, she did that just sort of as a, you know, to stick it in the eye of some social conservatives or whatever, you know, just to kind of rile people up or whatever. Um, it was, kind of, it was kind of silly. The, the story had been told, it didn't really resonate with anybody, <laughs> but now that that is, uh, revealed and they're doing these sort of like prequel movies, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm told Dumbledore may even make a, an appearance in the next kind of prequel movie. Uh, after Fantastic Beasts or something like that. I, I, I seem to recall reading that somewhere. But uh, now that we know it's a gay character, <laughs> does that mean, you know, forget Harry Potter in China or what? Well, okay, so here is... I, I guess this isn't canon. I guess it hasn't been, like, written yet. But weren't Albus and... What's his name? Grindle, Grindelwald? Like, spurned lovers? Which one was was Grindel? It, isn't that how he got the Elder Wand? Oh yeah, I don't actually know. I don't. They're not going to be able to tell that story if that's true. Ah. Like, yeah, this bro until uh, I don't know something happened. I didn't know that was the backstory of how how he came to to be the master of that wand. Huh? Yeah, they'll have to, they'll have to like change that now, and, and thus outrage thousands of nerds everywhere right millions of nerds everywhere who now who now believe this is the the case and all all this because you know rowling who thought well i'm done with this franchise and rich decided to uh kind of you know stick it to some 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 hateful people or whatever (laughs) china might have some blame here yeah well i guess what i'm saying is she didn't mean she, she will she did not mean for uh for it to blow up like it might. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so that's a big example. So what do you what do you think uh Cam like you you see you think something as big as Harry Potter might succumb? No, because that's that's Britain. They they are much more like forward with regards to that kind of thing than we are. So uh, oh. and, and plus Rowling herself I don't think would allow that. She has uh, like 
from what I understand, she has like an iron grip on that intellectual property. So, okay. So, like, I mean, basically whatever she says goes. And so she probably would tell the studios or whatever, like, look, then, you know, you're not changing it. Either you do it as is or whatever. But, I mean, here's the other thing. I don't think the previous stuff, I think they could probably get by with all the previous movies because I don't think that that's, like, a prevalent thing. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's, like, in future yeah, I don't things, think it actually mentions it or insinuates it. I don't think you could infer that from the movies. No. Right. And I, I, don't, I don't think she even thought that. I, I that was a total add-on at the end, like to stick it to. It was kind of like a political afterthought or something like that, you know. Yeah, um, it's it's not like he just like was like you know came out and was like, oh, here's my boyfriend, you know, bumble right. bumblebore or you know whatever. Like it's just like they, here's you know, like you said, hairy. it's just like been a lot of like fan stuff and then like extended universe type stuff or whatever. But uh, yeah, so I think they'd be able to get away with that. Um, but even if they weren't able to i she's pretty i think she's a pretty pretty tough cookie and i don't know that she would let that happen mm. there's always censorship too they could just like <laughs> my brother uh let me borrow the elder wand <laughs> no but yeah i mean that's that's the thing is that like in a sabbat game yeah i mean <laughs> they would have to do that like without like permission you know what i'm saying like they would have to like yeah. just dub it like without them knowing because any deal that they made with any distributor that they had over there would probably be like well look you can't cut it without our approval and they would probably have to do that you know and then the chinese authorities would be like we grant the approval yeah exactly <laughs> cut it. i mean look they knock everything else off so i mean what i'm surprised they don't have like a like you know larry smarter or whatever you know what I mean? like <laughs> larry smart not even like I'm, I'm surprised they don't just don't straight up like you know just have i'm surprised they haven't just straight up stolen it i'm sure they have like i'm sure there's bootleg copies all over china bootleg i mean look you know what's funny is like now that like being in the board game industry or whatever even things as small as these board games like you know because board games like it seems like a huge industry but in a lot of ways it's not like a successful print run for a board game is way less than you'd think it would be. And like mm. even games like that are not that popular or that like, you know, aren't that successful are knocked off every single day. Like there's certain websites you can go on to and it's literally the same exact product. It's like the, 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 cause everything's made over there. Right. So, you know, during the day they're making they your make order and then at night they're making the, their own so that they can just sell it like as a bootleg. And ah. so I, I think like China really doesn't care at the end of the day, they're going to make their money. Like they're, they're going to, they're just going to knock it off. If they don't get the rights or approvals for anything, they're just going to go ahead and just do it anyway. Yeah. They, they'll make uh Harry Potter, by, Harry Potter by day uh, and wizard boy and adventure by night. <laughs> Not even, they'll just straight up just steal it and be like, what are you going to do? Yeah, gonna yeah. what here, are you going to do about you're it? You're going to come over here and sue us? Like, yeah, right. Well, the, the what are you going to do about it part, honestly, that I guess that's the scary thing. Like we, so in the U.S. right now, like, I don't mean to sigh about it. I'm just kind of trying to figure out how this all works out. In the U.S. right now, representation of, you know, traditionally marginalized groups is like a hot thing. Like, it's almost like, you know, a new movie comes out and somebody's like sitting there with a, <laughs> a 
like a ledger, you know, going over, okay, well, we have representative representation of so many people of you know color or so many you know, gay people, et cetera, and so forth. Um, it's easy to forget that that kind of ends at our shores and, and at shores of countries that are kind of similarly minded and that it gets like no play in, in massive totalitarian countries like China. Um, and I mean, if people doubt that there's going, that the, this is going to have an effect, do you remember? So prior to this new reboot of Superman, which I think is man of steel. Do you guys remember before that they did a movie with a guy that looked very much like Christopher Reeve. And it was, uh, I think it was just called Superman returns or something like that. Do you guys remember that one at all? It, it wasn't very well received. I might be confusing the two. So Z the Zod one is the first Superman movie with this current oh, okay. Superman guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember. The other one had Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor and basically Superman came back and like saved an airplane and he ended up like, it had the um, guy from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle as like one of the villains helping out Lex Luthor. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> Bits and pieces. Uh, anyway, one of the big controversial lines from that was, you know, like the whole Superman thing was he's a strange visitor from another world, you know, here to uphold truth, justice in the American way. Well, there was like a scene in the daily planet when he comes back and the guy's like, we need a headline. Does he still stand for truth, justice and all that stuff? So they like, you know, they overrode the American way part uh, for the sake of the quote unquote global audience. And uh, I remember there was, there was much outrage over that in certain, in certain quarters. And uh, nevertheless, they did it. So that's a pretty, at the time, that was a pretty high profile movie and a high profile example of sort of the fact that you're selling into a global market now. And so you have to kind of cater to that global market. And that was something pretty innocuous, just saying the American way that this, you know, sexuality and that kind of stuff, that is a very uh, fraught area of debate, in, even in this country, Never mind in China, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's much of a debate in China. Clearly not. <laughs> like, it's straight up just no. <sighs> All right. Any, any other uh, any other LGBTQ? Uh, and I am also forgetting the new things that were added to that to do with asexuality. <laughs> Fuck, you covered that. No, there's now like plus or super or something. There's like some new thing you add to the end to include people who are asexual. Uh <laughs> which is getting a little I won't say ridiculous but cumbersome so any other examples of characters franchises situations that we could potentially see excluded uh, any gay Star Wars characters any Disney characters that are gay you know kind of big big items that might uh, not pass muster with these these censors well I, they're gonna have to cut back on on Finn and Poe's bromance. <laughs> wow, you think it's that uh that hardcore that like that implication would be too much for the censors to stand? I don't know. They're really strict, aren't they? I mean, I I don't know. I don't have any firsthand experience with China, but I I really think, you know, a case could be made for those characters being gay in the film. 
Wow. What do you think about that, Cam? Scarier than Dumbledore is in any film. So <laughs> true, <laughs> true. I mean, again, I think like probably be okay getting by with just the implication, or you know, just okay, they're buddies, you know. But uh, I think China wants to let their people see certain things, uh, but you know, overtly is where they're going to start draw the line. Yeah, agreed. Honestly, I think. If there's one area Disney's been pretty conservative on, it's yeah, gay characters and that and, and that kind of representation. So uh this, especially given their you know, marketing to a worldwide audience would probably stay in their hand even more, I would think. Beauty and the Beast will never get shown on the internet, I guess. Oh, because of like the Gaston who's kind of <laughs> like the the live action version you mean, right? With the Gaston who's like uh not Gaston, uh LeFou, LeFou. Who's just yeah, he's just like Gaga for Gaston, right? Yeah. Uh, don't tell my companion I watched that movie when I was visiting her parents, by the way. We're supposed to watch it together. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I actually – I saw parts of it, but I didn't see him like trying to make out with the guy or anything. Is, is it like super obvious that he's he's into him that way? I mean, he fawns over Gaston the entire movie, and he does – kind of hook up with another male uh, character at the end. Oh. I mean, wow. I guess you could say it's like a jailhouse rock kind of dance and not like <laughs> a, you know, yeah. dance kind of dance, but... A dance? Forget that uh, Forget that movie streaming in China then. Yeah, there you go. That, Disney's going to be like, nope, never, never again. <sighs> All right. We'll so, see. see. We'll see if the bromance is more than the the <laughs> censorship bureau can can take over there. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. You guys, anything else you want to discuss? Is kind of a disturbing reality of a global marketplace is that uh, your values aren't necessarily the default, right? Mm-hmm. I guess it is a. It, it... It's hard to call China a minority. So that mindset might be a minority here, but on a global market, like, yeah, they have to meet everyone's needs and right or wrong, you're getting stiff for it. Yep. Yep. Agreed. And I mean, honestly... This may be a tiny minority who just happened to wield a lot of power. It may just be this uptight, you know, group of autocrats who, you know, are going to impose their will on their people. But uh, as it stands, they are disproportionately influential and represent a large portion of the world's population. So there it is. Cam, any final thoughts or comments before we adjourn? No, that's pretty much it for me. All right. Let us set about adjourning then. I will remind our listeners in China or elsewhere that uh, (laughs) I almost want to joke and say that we're straight, (laughs) which we all are, but uh, (laughs) regardless of sexuality, we welcome anyone to listen to the Nerd Travikinza podcast. And they can do that on iTunes, the podcast app on their iPhone, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, 
and any other podcast venues on which we appear on either side of the Great Wall. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google circle, and join the Nerdstravaganza HQ group on Facebook. Check out our jaunty website, nerdstravaganza.com. Uh, head on over to YouTube and check out all of our flamboyant video content by typing <laughs> Nerdstravaganza under the handy dandy search bar. And send us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com and tell us which way you swing. And with our gay old time coming to an end, Grand General Admiral People's <laughs> Overlord Brian, get us out of here. Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> Who died that way? That was somebody's... That was one of my favorite transgender characters. Switch from the Matrix. Oh, right. Yes, 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 yes. Holy crap. I, I always thought of Switch as just being kind of androgynous, but... It was right. a male character with a female avatar because that's how she truly envisioned herself. Wow, I never knew that.